Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor. Hi, you road to growth listeners. Today, if you're looking for motivation, you came to the right episode. We have uh, Walter Bond here. Okay, now before we got on the mic, I mean, I had to listen to some of your YouTube videos, some of your talks out there. One thing that just got my attention, so you were in the NBA for uh, a couple years, and I, I was getting into the, the nitty-gritty of it, of you playing against Michael Jordan. You're just like, once you hear a name like that, you're like, oh, man, you'd be a little afraid. I play pickup basketball. <laughs> I get excited about that, but yeah, thank you, Walter, for being here. Vinny, thanks for having me. And, you know, playing in the NBA was a childhood dream. And, you know, it was a process. You know, it didn't happen overnight. And it was an incredible journey. Um, had ups and downs and success stories and setbacks. But in the end, I got to where I wanted to be. And, and, and that's why I do what I do now, you know, from a motivational standpoint. Um, you know, everybody, everyone's has a dream. So whoever's listening right now, I know you have a dream. So you're either on the verge of achieving it. You're just starting to work toward it and focus on it. You know, my wife and I, we, we launched a company 20 years ago, dedicated to helping people live their dream. And so the NBA for me is, is not nearly as rewarding as it is for what we do now, helping others live their dream. Well, when you were a, a young kid, was it were you athletic playing a lot of sports was it that you wanted to be entrepreneur was it basketball what was that mindset like when you were younger um i, I wanted to be both really i mean honestly okay. i um when i was young obviously i dreamt about sports first but about high school you know my father had me write some goals down of what i wanted to do with my whole life right and obviously basketball and was one of them, but I wanted to graduate from college. And it was very important for me to make more money in business than I did in sports. And the, the benefit of that now, um, setting goal settings and in our coaching programs, you know, we take a lot of our entrepreneurs through the process that you got to you got to have a long term goal. You know, and I'll give you the example. You know, we coach a lot of pro athletes now who are retired who are lost because they only had goals up to the sports part of their life and they didn't have anything planned beyond sports. And so as a result, they're 35, 40 years old, kind of lost. And we were able to transition pretty easily because we had post sports goals, right? So I don't care where you are in your journey. You got to map this whole thing out, right? You got to, you got to map your whole life out. And, and what we do is help people walk through it. What's what's your father's background? What did he do? Because I mean, setting goals is is a is a strong thing, and I know for myself, it was a long time before I actually knew that mindset of actually setting goals, believing in it, kind of going forward. What did your father do? Well, he was he was a high school principal, and okay. it worked out where he was my high school principal. <laughs> um, you know, people see me now and they think, "Wow, you're on YouTube and you're, you're a big time motivational speaker." My truth is, honestly, I flunked out my first high school. Right. Oh, wow. um, so my journey was was it was a journey. And my dad transferred me to his high school. And the best part about it was the ride to school. I mean, the ride to school in his car was basically a coaching session. And so now that's why we are so passionate about coaching, because uh, I know what it's done for me. Um, in my sports career, I know what it did for me in business. We had business coaches. You know, the bottom line is this, Vinny. I want everybody to hear me clearly. You will not reach your potential without a coach. It's literally that simple. 
What now? Can, let's go back to that because that's an interesting thing. So your your father didn't want you to go to the same school that he was principaling at. Do you do you have that conversation, or was it your decision? Was it his decision? Where did that come from? Well, to be perfectly honest, um, it was a dual decision, and without getting too detailed, um, the truth is the first high school I went to was one of the top academic schools where all the bright kids go. And my brother and sister went there and they did well. Um, you know, I'm the youngest, right? So at the time, to be honest with you, I only focused on sports and school was secondary, but that kind of school, you gotta compete in the classroom. And I wasn't ready to compete in the classroom. I actually believe those kids were smarter than me. And so I could really relate to someone who loses confidence, you know, someone who might struggle with confidence and, I lost academic confidence at my first high school, which rendered me useless, really, because when you lose confidence, it's hard to walk down the street, right? And I lost academic confidence. I always had social confidence and athletic confidence, but it was the first time in my life I, I, I experienced losing academic confidence. So I can relate to someone who loses confidence in the area. And so luckily, um, I was able to transfer to my dad's high school. He was a principal. I got coached uh, on the way to school and on the way home, and I regained my academic confidence and the rest is history. So you were the, the youngest of three? I'm the youngest of three, yes. Okay, youngest of Actually, it's four of us. Yes, it's four of, four of us. Oh, youngest of four. All right. Now, how do you remember some of the lessons that your father taught you about not leaning as much on your academics because I mean, not your academics as your um, athletic skills. Because I know for a lot of people out there listening right now, we weave into what we're good at and try to be a blind eye to what we're bad at. And so it seems like that might have been somewhat of a case there when you're younger. How did he help you kind of put a focus back on your academics while still allowing you to focus on your uh, work, work activity? Well, you know, education was always a big part of the culture of the home. And there was a point of me not locking in and not buying in, you know, and again, my brother and sister got it. Right? I just didn't completely grab how important academics was. But when I failed, though, it got my attention. Now, I want people to hear me. When you fail, I had some kind of setback. It's typically an opportunity for you to have a wake up call. Right. It's not like I got bad luck or everybody's against me. You know, the key is when you hit when you hit adversity. You know, you got to respond the right way. Right. And if you don't respond the right way, I mean, that's when that's when trouble happens. Right. And so luckily um, I failed and I responded the right way. And that really taught me a plethora of lessons that we teach other people because you're going to have setbacks. Right. You're going to have something not go your way. But you got to respond the right way. And sometimes people don't respond the right way and they get into what we call a rut. And some people respond the right way, and then they got a good testimony when they're done. So honestly, when we think about growth, right? You know, everyone who tunes into your podcast, they want to grow. So as a business owner, you're going to have adversity. So the response is, how do you respond to your adversity, right? If you respond to your adversity the right way, it's a chance for you to grow and learn as a business person. If you respond the wrong way, you know, typically you didn't learn the lesson. Okay, so when you were when you were younger compared to when you're older, how do you look at adversity differently? If you have a, a issue that comes about, if you have a maybe a, 
uh, a talk that doesn't work out, got kicked out? Do you assess it and kind of go forward or how do you look at it? Honestly, Vinny, everything's an opportunity. You know, I mean, that's the way I look at life. It's an opportunity. There's no such thing as bad luck or bad things. You know, it's really just an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to mature, uh, opportunity to get more experienced. And even with the coronavirus, for example, you know, I've been on the road since I was 18. You know, my whole pro career, college sports, you know, from the moment I graduated, I pretty much lived out of a suitcase. But now um, with coronavirus, I've been able to be home more. So we had a teamwork training we were able to finish. And now we got clients who are engaging in our teamwork methodology. Now we got other coaches who coach, right? And so our coaching program grew. Now we're doing tons of things virtually, you know, in a, in a crazy way. The coronavirus has been a blessing, right? And some people might say, Walter, you're nuts. How do you say that? Man, listen, adversity will increase your value if you let it. Now, if you lost a loved one, if you've been sick, now I'm not talking about that, right? I'm just saying for those of us who haven't been directly impacted with the loss of life, that sucks. Now, I haven't had anyone close to me experience that, and I know I can't speak to that, but I'm just saying just in general, in life, coronavirus gave us a chance to get regrouped, right? Get your life balanced. Maybe switch your career, right? Or focus in on your business. It bought us time. You know, and so we're going on almost two years now, year and a half, two years. It bought us time to kind of fine tune everything. You know, one of the things we do, Vinny, in our coaching program, yeah. we have evolved the term of the off season in sports that was sacred, right? Yeah. You got to get bigger, stronger, and faster in your off season. Well, COVID 19 has given us all an off season, but we got a chance to work on our work and get better at what we do. Well, where did that mindset come from? Where did that mindset of, of, every obstacle is an opportunity because i mean that's that's not a usually at least from my conversations a young person's mindset it, it's personally either there was the your father there it was a coach there it was a professor there it was someone that ingrained that might maybe it was in basketball that ingrained that mindset I mean, was it or is it was that the case or you know i, I think there's a lot of things going on you know a lot of it was environmental you know um my mom was a nurturer um and my dad was a pusher, right? So you got nurtured and pushed, nurtured and pushed, right? Nurtured and pushed. And the generation I came from, you know, using Chicago terms, we were all trying to blow up, right? We were all trying to be big time, right? And that's just the, the nature of the generation I came from. Um, you know, I'm a civil rights baby, you know? So if you think about the African-American community, uh, you know, we were going to college finally and getting opportunities and, you know, being a civil rights baby growing up in Chicago, I mean, you got Jesse Jackson and all these things going on, Nation of Islam, you know, it's like, I'm black and I'm proud, right? <laughs> so that was the environment. And again, when I went home, I was nurtured and I was pushed and we had resources. Now, honestly, that's one thing that I'm very fortunate of that my family had resources. And sometimes, you know, being a Chicago kid, I knew some of my boys that didn't have resources. They couldn't go home to mom and dad and get 20 bucks, right? They're in college, they couldn't get mom and dad to send them money. So I get that too, honestly. And so I'm just very fortunate that we had the nurturing, uh, we had the push, but we also had resources. And so as an entrepreneur, sometimes you don't have the resources, right? So you gotta figure it out though. I mean, you gotta be, be able, and our first business failed. You know, my first business, my wife and I launched, we lost everything. 
right? So I know what it feels like to be broke. And that sucks, right? <laughs> you know, and I didn't experience it as a child, but I experienced it as an adult. And I'm telling you, man, you know, we had to get back on our feet. We had to start from scratch, start from nothing. But all the lessons we learned, you know, and the one lesson I learned, I want to share with everybody. My wife and I launched a business that we just thought we could make money in. It wasn't a passion. It wasn't something we loved. We just thought we could make money. And honestly, that was the greatest lesson of all. And it really taught me that you can't just start a business for the sole purpose. And the only reason you do it because you think you can make some money. You got to love it. You got to love what you do because what happened to us when our revenue began to dry up, neither, neither one of us wanted to go to work. And we realized we didn't love what we did. So our new business training and development, honestly, Vinny, we can relate to anybody. I mean, we coach so many small business owners, so many entrepreneurs. We coach big companies like Jersey Mike Subs. We got casinos like Choctaw Resort and Casino, but we also have coaching programs for that small guy, right? That micro business owner who might be selling Kool-Aid out the trunk, right? You know, we because we we come from my wife's a city girl too. So we can relate to anyone, we can scale to any level, but though here's the truth: you gotta master fundamentals. You know, to make it to the NBA, you had to master dribbling, shooting, rebounding, right? I played in the league, so I had to master all of them. And I got a chance to play against Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and Pat Ewing. I mean, I was on the court with the best, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, which means I couldn't fake it. I had to be legit, right? So the same thing is true in business. You can't fake business. You got to be legit which means you have to master the fundamentals of business. That's what we do in our coaching programs. You better master marketing. You better master selling. You better master brand building. You better master customer service. Most importantly, you better master how to build a team. How many business owners do you know have a great idea, but they have no clue how to build a team? Right. So they're just by themselves with this great idea and everybody thinks they're an idiot. Nobody wants to work for them because they don't know the fundamentals of team building. We teach all of that because our goal, honestly, going through all that we've been through in life and in business, being city people, but also going to country clubs and seeing the high life. I'm like, man, I want my people to get it. Right? I want my people, no matter where you're from, what your background is. Sometimes you need to have access. And let me let me let me preach this for a moment. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. They look on TV and see celebrities. They look in, in magazines and all these big time people. Here's the best way you can spend money. Right. It's not going to get a, a, a Mercedes and, and, and front and floss like you like you that dude or that chick. The way you spend money, honestly, is to get access. If you can get access to the right people and begin to build relationships with the right people and use money to get educated, right? When, when my wife and I, when we when we fell on our luck for business, we hired business coaches. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, right? But in basketball, I had coaches, right? In, in, in baseball and football, you always had coaches. So why wouldn't you have a business coach? That's the ultimate coach you need, right? You can't reach your potential without a coach. So now that we got on our feet and, and have had tremendous success, you know, our Shark Mindset video has had 3.7 million views. NFL teams, their coaches have seen that video, and they'll have me in front of their team like within nine, 10 days. That's how powerful the Shark Mindset has been. So coaching, reaching your potential, that's what we're about. Do you think there's anything – that you could tell your, your yourself, your past self, that person that was with your wife, 
that failed in that one business that would have made that business success today or back then? Yeah, check your ego. Okay. You know, check your ego. You know, when I left sports, I was trying to prove something. You know, I'm not a dumb jock. And, you know, you need confidence in, in basketball. But a lot of times your ego gets you in trouble. To me, that's different. Right. When you have an ego, nobody can tell you anything, but you need confidence. So if I can give anyone a message, be confident. Right. I need you to have confidence that you're going to be successful. You need to believe that first because I lack confidence academically and I failed. So you need to believe you can compete in business. I don't care if you're a realtor. I don't care if you own a gym. It doesn't matter the business, a restaurant. You got to have the confidence that, oh, yeah, my chicken is good as anybody's chickens in the city. My waffles are better than anyone's waffles, right? My car service is better than that. You got to have that confidence. But you also have the humility to be coachable. And if I could go back to tell my former self that I was not coachable, and probably the most important thing I did once we failed in our first business was investing in coaching. And the coaches were able to teach me what I didn't know. Right. You know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And he asked me one question that changed the game. Now, as a ball player, I shot 500 shots a day every single day. That was my habit and ritual. And it got me to the NBA. And so he asked me um, how many sales calls. No, no. How many sales calls are you making a day? And Vinny, I looked at him dumbfounded. I mean, it was like <laughs> birds chirping over my head. And as soon as he asked the question, I was like, oh. Because I knew what I did to get to the NBA, but I didn't understand the application in business. And long story short, uh, we started calling 25 people a day, asking them to buy. If you do the math, that's 6,000 people in a year just by having good habits and good rituals and mastering the fundamentals of selling. And so not only did I really get a lot of people in our pipeline, I got really good on the phone. Right. And no different. If you leave me open, I'm, I'm knocking this J down. No doubt about it. That's what I do. Right. But if, if I get you on the phone. Right. I'm going to close the deal because that's what I do. So the same confidence I got in basketball from habits and rituals and having good form, the same thing happened in sales. You know, I, all the calls weren't good. Right? <laughs> and, but I got back to fundamentals and I was able to get really fundamentally sound on selling. And so for me, Basketball is about mastering the fundamentals. Business is about mastering the fundamentals. You will reach your potential if you master the fundamentals of whatever you're doing. All right. If let's say you had a bad game, okay, what would you do? And then let's say you had a bad phone call where you got rejected. What would you do? Learn from it. Honestly, yeah. I, I would hang up the phone sometimes, Vinny, and would say, man, I just talk too much. Like, I should have asked questions and listened. <laughs> And literally, you know, have that moment where you kind of beat yourself up a little bit, you know, because you knew what you did wrong. Right. And then as you get seasoned and more mature, you realize don't talk too much. Right. And I almost never do it now. Back then, I did it all the time because I was so excited, eager, thirsty, whatever words you want to use, that I didn't have the discipline or the poise to ask the questions and shut up and listen. I can do that now. In basketball, no different, man. I, I didn't square up. That's why my shot is off, right? Well, I'm shooting bad shots. So <laughs> it, it was typically pretty obvious as I matured as an athlete what I was doing wrong, and it was easy fixes, easy, easy corrections. Same thing now in business. Now that I know the fundamentals of business, it's easier to correct mistakes. So the real challenge for all of your listeners who are entrepreneurs and business people, 
you you might be like me 20 years ago when I didn't know what I didn't know, right? And so I didn't even know the importance of making sales calls. I didn't know the importance of marketing and branding. I didn't understand the importance of relationship building, getting access. The best thing we ever did, honestly, we joined a country club back in Minneapolis and we gained access to successful business people. Honestly, aside from sales calls, that was huge, right? So when hmm. I got to the country club and built relationships, over time, not only was I able to network effectively and get some business, I got confident because I'm around these successful business guys. And after a while, I'm like, you're not smarter than me. If you can do it, I can do it. If you can do it, I can do it. If you can do it, I can do it. Nikia's fellowship, right? We always were told to hang around the right, don't hang around the wrong crowd growing up, right? But they never told us the power of hanging around the right crowd. It was always that negative context. Don't hang around the wrong crowd. Don't hang around the wrong crowd. But the same is true if you hang around the right crowd. So if I can go back to elementary school, that's what we should take our kids. Hey, hang around the right crowd. Instead of putting a negative connotation on it, right? No, get around the right crowd. Get around the right crowd. When I joined the country club, we got around the right crowd. We hired a business coach. We got around the right crowd, right? And I'm telling you to this day, I'm very sensitive to fellowship because you will become like who you hang around, right? And so if you wanna be successful in business, duh, hang around successful business people. And if I can do it, a ball player who never had a real job, right? But for 20 years, we've been mastering the fundamentals for, 20, for two decades, right? I've become a Hall of Fame motivational speaker. I have become an executive. I have become person worthy to sit on a corporate board. Right. So I knew to play in the NBA, I had to become an NBA ball player. So a lot of business people don't understand. They need to become, you know, a millionaire mind before you're going to make a million bucks. What do you think the, the difference or I guess the growth of mastering yourself and helping people master themselves? Let me rephrase that question again. So as being in the NBA, right, you're talking about that you shot 500 shots every single day. You did it. You had the hunger, the want to do it because you knew who you wanted to be. Yet now, as you built your team, built your company, right, even the coaching, right, now you have to help someone else do those activities. You have to help someone else want it as much as you want it, right? So it's a, a, a different kind, a little bit of different kind of mindset. What did you learn about helping others get to where they want to get to compared to helping yourself get to where you want to get to? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. I mean, the key, a lot of it is not even up to me. You know, it's up to that person being coachable. And that's what it boils down to. And there was a long time I was not coachable, right? Because of the ego, lack of focus, wrong value system. I mean, I had a lot of things going on. But as I matured, I became more coachable, right? So for us... We know the fundamentals of business, right? And so we trust and we know that if a person wants to reach their potential, if they're coachable, we can help them, right? If they're not coachable and they just want to complain and criticize and make excuses, we can't help you, right? It's almost like a drug addict, right? You cannot get clean until you're sick and tired of being a drug addict. You can take a drug addict to a rehab all you want until they make up their mind that they are ready to stop doing drugs it doesn't matter how much time you spend with them. It doesn't matter how many resources you give them. If they're not ready, right, to adapt, you know, the shark mindset is about being adaptable. It's about pivoting. It's about changing. 
It's about shifting. Once a person makes the shift to say, you know what, I will be coachable, right? I do want to reach my potential. I need some help getting there. Now, see, that's what, what a lot of people don't get. They want to do it by themselves. And I'm like, look, Michael Jordan needed Phil Jackson, okay? Tom Brady needed Bill Belichick, okay? You, you need to, think about what happened to Tiger Woods when his dad died. Let's just think about that. Tiger Woods just kind of lost himself, right? Because you need a whole support system around you. And I see people on social media, I don't need nobody. And it's everybody against me. I'm like, okay, all right, let's come out this little fantasy world, okay? I got all these haters. Like, you know, this most haters are a figment of your imagination. Why? Because most people are so freaking selfish, they're not thinking about you. They're not focused on you trying to destroy you or stop you. They're trying to get theirs, right? So those are all defense mechanisms, in my opinion, that sound good and feel good. But the truth is, the person who's going to stop you is looking at you in that mirror every day. I sabotage me. And so most people sabotage themselves. I mean, I'll push back a little bit on the idea. I mean, because you said it yourself, right, that you want to surround yourself around good people, right? I had some some artists. I've had other people um, on this podcast, and they changed the group they were with. But every time they would go back to the people they grew up with that maybe didn't succeed to the level that they did, they would see some sort of resentment from those people because it's almost like a mirror of what they could have done themselves. So, I mean, maybe the, those people that are posting those things haven't taken your advice and moved to the right people or moved to the, put the right people around them. Well, you know, it's, it's all emotional, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, it's even tough sometimes, you know, you know, you even think about an athlete, you know, you had high school teammates, Right. They were right there with you yeah. and they kind of saw you keep progressing and they didn't. But, you know, all of them were happy for me because they knew I worked hard and they were proud, you know, because they knew we were all on the same team. Right. And so it really depends on the people you're around. You know, to be honest with you, you want to be around quality individuals that uh, are accountable, that are just good dudes, or good chicks, because a good person. You know, I had NBA teammates who did more than me. Right? Well, I'm a hate on John Stockton. I'm a hate on Carl <laughs> That'd be crazy. I mean, I just respect them so much. You know, why would I hate on them? It's like, man, they had an amazing career, right? And I have nothing but love and respect for them because they did it. I mean, they reached their potential and they got to where their God-given ability got them, right? And so the, the journey, you know, all you want to do is position yourself to where you can become the best best version of you possible. <laughs> and I couldn't jump like Michael Jordan, right? I can't, I didn't have the physical attributes of LeBron. So for me to be jealous of Michael Jordan or hate on LeBron is silly. I had to become the best Walter Bond that I could be. So anybody listening, become the best you that you can be, you know, work with what God gave you and reach your potential in that context. And you'll be joyful. You'll be at peace with yourself. And you know, you gave it your all. Well, you have a very uh, abundant mindset. I could see people, you know, that say, well, this guy's really good on my team. He's taking minutes away from me, right? For you, I'm in awe of these people. I'm doing who I, what I can do and I'm doing myself. So, I mean, you have a very abundant mindset, a very open mindset that I think a lot of people probably lack and that haven't been able to transition to that, to that abundant mindset. Well, you you know, you're, you're, you're spot on, Vinny. And the truth is, I do have an abundant mindset. And, and my thought is, nobody can stop 
what God has for me. And I know that, right? You know, they're, they're, and I played sports on pretty much good teams my whole life, and I needed good teammates, right? I needed talented people around me, you know, just to be able to be excellent, right? And so typically, if you want to be successful, you got to put yourself around successful people. Now, if you're insecure, right, and you're always comparing yourself and measuring up and not feeling worthy, you're going to make a mess anyway, because you're not going to be comfortable in that environment. And you're going to sabotage yourself, or you're going to try and sabotage somebody else. It's not going to end good, right, because your own fears and insecurities. That's why earlier I talked about confidence versus ego. If you're confident without an ego, you can go into an environment, right, and realize I got work to do, but be comfortable in it and say, man, I really appreciate being around all these great business people. I really appreciate being around all these great lawyers. I really appreciate being around all these really good ball players because they help me, right? That's the difference between having confidence and understanding you got to get better versus having this ego, right? And we, we've seen people sabotage themselves, sabotage situations because of their own internal battle, their own internal struggle. And that still falls under self-sabotage. And the truth is, that's the person who you got to worry about. It's not the haters. <laughs> it's not your, 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 your friends who stabbed you in the back. It's you. It is you. I was in my own way. And I'm telling you, man, once I got out of, out of my way, man, the sun came out. And all of a sudden, I got to where I wanted to be. And so when we do coaching programs, it's all about helping that person get out their own way for the most part. They don't know it that, that they don't see it that way initially, but typically we get them out their own way and position them to be successful. All right. So let's talk about success. Let's talk about you and where you're going to be. Where, if we're talking, let's say five years from now, where's Walter going to be? Where's your company going to be? What's the plan? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be much bigger. Um, you know, we're, we're hiring coaching coaches and we're selling training programs, right? We got a casino in Oklahoma. We train 3,000 employees, right? We got a bank in Maryland. We train all their bank staff. It's 100 of them, right? And so honestly, for me now, as a keynote speaker, and we, we train other speakers, by the way, um, it's really about growing a program to help more people. And that's why coronavirus has really been fortunate for us because we've been able to really build content. And so for a long time, I told my story and kind of gave you my charisma, but I, we want to build something that lives on beyond me. So that's why people want the content, right? So our book Swim, we have in there the six, we call it the sacred six. You know, it ain't, it ain't about Walter Bond. We wrote, a, we wrote a parable with make-believe characters because we don't want you thinking about me. I want you thinking about you. And if you execute these sacred six from my book Swim, you will have the shark mindset. And remember, sharks run the ocean. Okay. If you go in the ocean, there's only one fish you worry about, and that's the shark because they're an impact player. And you must become an impact player if you're going to reach your potential. So we created the sacred six. We got a teamwork methodology. It's called I-Team, right? We teach organizations how to build teams, championship level teams. Our clients are like, dude, this is like our whole culture has been changing and shifting. Of course, because until you have team, you got a bunch of random individuals collecting a check every two weeks. 
right? And that's what most companies have, just some random individuals collecting a check every two weeks. They don't like each other. They fight, right? They criticize. They talk about each other behind their back. They have straight up chaos. And people have just learned to live with this. This is just how it's supposed to be. No, it's not. No, it is not supposed to be that. You're supposed to have a team where everyone respects each other. Everyone values each other. Everyone completes each other and doesn't compete against each other. You respect your teammate. And let me tell you something. I've experienced that and I've seen it in corporate America. And so what we do with our company, we help organizations achieve it. High turnover, that's a teamwork issue. Apathy, that's a teamwork issue. Poor alignment, that's a teamwork issue. Poor productivity, poor poor uh, uh, products and services, that's a teamwork issue. If, if your biggest expense is payroll, and most companies' biggest expense is payroll. Why not develop all your people into impact players? And why not get these impact players to work together as a team? I just define to you what we do. We develop impact players, and then we get these impact players to work together at a high level. Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen. Okay. Kareem needed magic and so forth and so on. So when you go to work, you might hate those people. But you know what? If you work together, it wouldn't take long for you to love each other. Because you can help each other reach their potential. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the scarcity mindset that a, that I, I really feel that a lot of people out there have, right? They believe that, okay, well, I make an impact player, right? I make my impact players on my team, and now they're going to be such strong players. They're going to be the Michael Jordan, and they're going to want to leave my team. What, what do you tell that person? Well, you got to take care of your people, I mean, it's that simple. If you take care of your people, they don't leave. Tom Brady played in New England like 22 years. The truth is, if you love your team, you stay. If you hate your team, you leave, right? And the truth is, even if you lose somebody, if you do right by them, they're going to still brag about you, right? I used to work so-and-so. Oh, my God. I love my boss. I hated I had to leave. I left because my wife got a new job. I had to move. I left because this other company just offered me so much money. I couldn't turn it down, but go work for them. They're awesome. Right? Versus saying, oh, man, I should work for them. That's some idiots, man. I don't <laughs> trust them. You know what I mean? My boss, man, I do. I hate that dude. Right? Don't work there. They're crazy. Right? So you think about, you ask anybody, where, where do you work and what is it like? And if you get them in an honest environment, you rarely hear someone praise where they work. And so for my wife and I, it's like, you know what? When we get done with the client, we want that to be the case. You know, because if I got to go here every day and spend eight to 10 hours a day, I want to enjoy it and I want to feel comfortable. I would hate to go somewhere eight hours a day and I don't like it. <laughs> and if that is the case, you don't stay long, right? So for an employer, don't worry about someone having uh, uh, being trained well. Don't worry about you doing so good for them and somebody else will steal them away. You, you, you're going to make your money back tenfold by being a great employer instead of being a, 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 an employer who thinks, well, I don't want to be good to them because they're going to leave anyway. What? That's like just a crazy mindset. And so we've seen them, honestly. You know, sometimes we get a hand on a, on a small business owner. They're so frustrated and they're very critical and negative of their entire team. And I'm like, dude, what kind of culture are you creating? You're the head of this monster, right? But a lot of times it's out of frustration, you know, because they just don't know how to build a team, right? So the first person we got to kind of coach up is the owner and the leader. If we can get their mind right, 
it doesn't take long for it to trickle down to the rest of the team, right? But when you get in the shower, typically, you know what? You put your face in the shower first, right? <laughs> and, and the water cascades down the rest of your body. And that's really the, 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 the metaphor that should happen with small business owners. Let's get the CEO right first. And if we get the CEO's head right, the rest of the organization is going to do well. I've, you know what? I've done, I don't know, 150 podcasts. I've had a lot of conversations. I've never heard that metaphor before, but I love it. <laughs> thank you. Hey, man, I'm full of them. <laughs> this is what it. I do. Well, thank you, Walter, for being here. Um, in the show notes, everyone listening right now, if you want a one-on-one -on -one with Walter or hear more about his coaching programs, I'll have uh, in the show notes a, a link uh, to some his one-on-one -on -one coaching and some of his events. And what for people listening right now, Walter, what's the best way of people kind of following your journey, maybe trying to see secondhand or even reaching out to you for coaching? This link. I mean, when they see okay. the link, hit the link. Uh, we got a special in there for you. Um, that's going to be three one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with one of our coaches. And we threw an extra bonus feature in there because I talked about fundamentals, right? We're going to put a fundamentals course in there for you because you are not going to reach your potential unless you master the fundamentals of business. I don't care how smart you are. It's not about being smart, right? It's about you mastering the fundamentals of marketing, mastering the fundamentals of human capital management, which means your team. And I'm telling you, if you got the dream of being wealthy, being rich, okay, you got to master the fundamentals of business. And so that's the special. You hit that link, you're going to get three coaching sessions. And a bonus feature is our business mastery course. And we're throwing that on top just because I like you, Vinny. And this is a great opportunity to help more people. You know, we you think about it, Vinny. And I'm, I'm assuming we're closing here. I got another podcast I got to hop on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've enjoyed this one too, man. You've been all awesome. <laughs> you talk to. But when I think about my life, the dream of playing in the NBA, I got it. But I had to do what I needed to do, right? The same next goal was to make more money in business than we did in sports. And my wife and I had to figure out what was necessary. We mastered the fundamentals in business. Now, I'm a Hall of Fame speaker, <laughs> right? A best-selling author, sitting on corporate boards. Now, my wife is our top coach. A lot of our clients now is like, man, where's your wife? I need to talk to your wife, right? So we've been able to build a great team here, right? So teamwork to me is not just about basketball. Teamwork here, when me and my wife, you know, our first business failed, hell, we needed some teamwork, right? When we launched this new business with the vision and the thoughts of being a big-time speaker, we needed teamwork, right? And so we help people realize their dream. And I'm going to make it clear, you cannot realize your dream without a coach. No doubt about it. And great coaches have systems. Michael Jordan played on a triangle offense, which was a system that was created by a guy named Tex Winter. Okay. And Michael Jordan flourished in the triangle offense. So if you're going to be great, you got to have a system. So that's what we did. We've been building systems for years. That's why people enjoy what we do because we help them get results. And we have coaches available and we have killer systems for business owners, teamwork, speakers, man, get into our world. All we want to do is be your blessing. That's our whole goal to be your blessing. You've used a basketball analogy. I got I'm going to finish off with this right here. You've used the basketball analogy multiple times in here. And you've, and I, I think it was here on the podcast or maybe one of the YouTube videos I watched. You said Michael Jordan was the, the best basketball player ever. Who was, who's number two? 
Number two, I, I would go LeBron, and and, okay. and and it's a close number two. And um, my generation would not forgive me if I said LeBron for one. So I'm not going to put myself on that list. But one thing I love about LeBron that I think if someone said he was the best ever, I wouldn't argue. He's the only great player who's not connected to a great coach. You know, you had Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson, right? You got Magic Johnson, Pat Riley. So every great coach is normally connected to a great player. LeBron is the only player that we consider as possibly the greatest ever who's not also connected to a legendary coach. So with that being said, I, I have tremendous respect for LeBron. Uh, he whines too much, and I hear people criticize, and, and I agree. But if you think about making a basketball player on a computer, right, it, 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 it's LeBron, right? His size, his IQ, his skill level, his talent level. Um, and he's the only child raised by a single mom. So that's why he's a little spoiled. Come on, you know some only children, right? If you want McDonald's, you go to McDonald's. I grew up in a house where it was a fight. Well, I want Burger King. I want McDonald's. I want Jersey Mike's. I want. And sometimes you lost, right? And that's the benefit of having siblings. When you're the only child, if you want Mickey D's, you get what Mickey D's, right? If you if you want to go to the amusement park and you go to the amusement park, you get to go and you go on every ride you want to go on. I don't blame him for that. I mean, he, he has turned out to be a tremendous person despite the background he came from. I mean, come on. <laughs> so bottom line, Michael Jordan, LeBron, I mean, let's just celebrate both of them, right? I, I don't even, well, I don't even compare them because they're both amazing athletes. Um, I, I'm going to reach the lines right here. So anyone listening right now, you might be a LeBron, but you could be a Michael Jordan with some great coaching. So call Walter. Yes, and we 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 got the we we got an awesome package in there. Reach out to us and the coaches that have helped us in business. My God, I'm not even gonna talk about Jerry Sloan and my college basketball coach. I would not have made the NBA without my college basketball coach and Jerry Sloan. I got a chance to play for the fourth all-time winningest coach in the history of the NBA with two great legendary players. Let me give you a little bit of a tip. We did not scrimmage in practice. We did not play basketball. We did not go up and down five on five. Fourth all-time winning as coach. And, man, Vinny, I'm telling you, we learned so much that now with the training and development company, you have to become a training and development-minded person in order to reach your potential. Your sales team needs to be trained. Okay? Customer service needs to be trained. When I played for the Utah Jazz, we were getting trained on the Utah Jazz way. So we do a lot in franchising. And great franchising is a system. No different than a triangle offense. What is Chick-fil-A? A system. And those fries are killing it, right? Those, the chicken is amazing, right? The sweet tea, their whole deal is amazing. How you pull into Chick-fil-A is amazing, but it's a system. So I don't care if it's business or sport. McDonald's is a system. Jersey Mike Subs, I got to give them a shout out. I'm on their board. System. System. Everything's systemized. So that's what we do in our coaching program. I want you guys to hit the link. We're all cool. All my coaches are down to earth. We all are real people. And we're going to, our whole goal is to help you reach your potential. That's what brings us joy, right? So you got to use money the right way, right? You got to use money to gain access and information. If you use money to gain access and information, that's what my wife and I did. We used money to gain access and information. I don't care where you are from. 
Stop using your money the wrong way to go and get a nice car and a nice house and trying to fool people like you're successful. Use your money to gain access to the right people, to get some information, and you can go and buy that fat crib legit. Right? You can go and get the big car, the big whip, whatever you want to call it. You can go get it legit, but if you don't spend money the right way and not get access to the right people and not use money the right way and get coaching, get access to information, chances are you're not going to reach your potential. And that's maybe when you become a hater. I don't. I want to rescue any hater out there because it can happen for you. Well, thank you again, Walter, for being here. Everyone, uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please share. And, and follow Walter. Thanks, Walter. Have a Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.